Hey, we are Tony and Sarah. We are best known as producers and educators in the dance and entertainment world. And although we've had some major success, we've also had some challenges along the way, which have included failed relationships, failed businesses, heart attacks, and even a near-death experience. Although we've gone through the hard, we still believe that fairy tales do exist, if you're willing to fight for them. So we are here to help you navigate your health, wealth, and relationships, and a little bit of Disney. By sharing what has worked for us, we can help you to keep fighting for your fairy tale. Welcome back to Fighting for Your Fairy Tale. Welcome back, everyone. Well, this week, we want to make it, we've been kind of serious the past few weeks, but we wanted to kind of be practical and teach you something, but maybe with a little fun at it. Yeah, with everyone hopefully getting back out there after the COVID lockup, that some traveling with your partner, spouse, um, should be out there and fun. And we've had the opportunity to do it a number of times. And we tend to have lots of fun. And but we've seen couples struggle with it and thought, okay, well, those are some here's some little nuggets that might help with that. Yeah, we uh, just went on a real quick trip for my grandmother's 90th birthday. And we were walking through the airport. And I was like, we just do this so well. We travel so well together. And um, I think fortunately, this is something that we kind of both naturally did well. Like it it took some like um, Adjustment. adjustments, but I think it was easy for us. Like we just both traveled well. Um, and kind of some things we did naturally, we would like to pass on to you guys. Um, we aren't perfect, <laughs> but um, he, like you said, we did, but we just got to a point. I told Tony, I was like, we need like coordinating suitcases and our own like soundtrack as we walk through the airport, because we just it, like, we're on a mission and it looks like here we come. <laughs> so um, you want to start? Well, I think, you know, just, we had a well take out the trains, planes, and automobile. The trip was um, interesting because it was such in a remote area. Yeah, um, we were we drove an hour locally to our private, I guess maybe many cities um, have a big airport and a small airport, and we drove an hour to, our, to the small airport, mm -hmm. then took an hour flight to city and then from there or to Dallas and then from there took another sh short flight to Amarillo and then took a four hour road trip into Kansas. So um, there's a lot of switching and different people around, different personalities around and then I don't know, four hours for us is a, it's not long, but it's not short in mm -hmm. a car. Um, we realized um, after a road trip to Memphis, it Memphis? Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, I put that out of my mind. Uh, we know that as a, as a couple, road trips, at least back then, are not the best for us. So we, so we tend to avoid them <laughs> at all costs. But, um, but, you know, there's a lot of, 
of different travel aspects. It wasn't get on a plane, get off, get right to the place. It was, it was a rental car. It was, well, it was a parking lot. Like, how do we park yeah. our car? And then it was getting, you know, through airport security and then finding the rental car and GPS because we've never been to where we were. Well, we had been, but I had was a kid. And so like, I didn't really drive. I think I was learning to drive, but like having to navigate myself there was never a thing. And then, um, you know, then you, we were in such a rural area that like cell service and like all of that. And sometimes, yeah, there's you know, sometimes there was no cell service. So, yeah. So yeah. it was just, there was a lot of aspects and, uh, but I was like, man, we do this well. So we want to just share kind of what we do. So. Yeah. I mean, so I think. Well, I think there's the thing like everybody knows when you go for a trip, you got a budget and you got to kind of plan, you got to, you know, do those things. But like when you're actually traveling, um, you know, the day of it's what are we what are you doing on the trip? Right. Like there's all the stuff that leads up to it. Um you know, making sure you can pay for it, making sure if there's reservations, those need, but I think those are pretty self-explanatory, but we want to kind of go through, um, what is good for us. Um, and I think the first one is you just kind of have to have patience with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know and I know Tony knows, like, there are certain things that make us anxious or, um, you know, as you like to say, you love them where they're at, you know, know what they need. I know, like, going through security and make the rules, like, feel like they change depending on the airport. Do you take your shoes off? Do you take your laptop off? And that type of stuff, like, the uneasiness of it is something that... You don't do it. I don't do well. And so I tend to go, will you take the lead? Or will you like, and, he, you know, I let him manage that. Um, Because the last thing I want is like a whole line of people behind me, like, oh, this girl, <laughs> you know. We've all been there. And so I, you know, that's what one reason it makes me uneasy. So I let him take the lead. He's, he doesn't have a problem talking to people and all of that, but he has that patience with me and um, allows, gives me what I need in that moment and um, is very calming for me. Um, I try. But patience all around because you're dealing with all kinds of people. Like you don't know what the person at the ticket counter just had to deal with. Um, TSA officers, yeah, and, you know, people in the restaurant. I mean, they're everybody's stressed, and so just having patience, I think, is a is a big one. Um, but it definitely I, doesn't hurt. Yeah, I think that like everybody, you might be very much well. Yeah, duh, patience. But if how do you set yourself up to have patience? Because when you've left late and you're running late, it and you're putting yourself in these anxious situations that is where um having patience is going to be harder so set yourself up for success in the fact that 
you know, especially when you're traveling and you're on a timeline for like a flight or something like that, or a reservation, then, you know, if your uh, partner takes a little bit longer to get ready, maybe say you need to leave by one and not two, mm-hmm. you know? Manage expectations, I think, is the big one. And yeah, be ready to change the plan. Have audibles. Oh, yes. I'm the queen of audibles. I already got mm-hmm. 12 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think... Um, one thing in making decisions, um, one of the things that we do, we try to we try to plan a lot of the stuff ahead of time so that we're not in the moment trying to figure stuff out. But a lot of times life happens. And so being able to compromise is huge. Um, because also it, it pretty much allows you to be open to new things that you probably wouldn't have done and then realize, oh, my gosh, we really like this. Mm-hmm. It just opens you up to new possibilities. Uh, but at the same time, compromise, because not everybody likes the same thing. Not every couple likes doing the same thing. But um, sometimes, you know, sometimes participating in an activity that you're not the biggest fan of is then you can, you know, wait a day and then be a part of something that you really like to do. And then they're compromised. <laughs> but I think having that patience and then being able to compromise and, and do it without an attitude, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys want to have fun. And I've seen couples. Well, I've only seen one. I've only seen one breakup after a big trip. It's like, no, we can't do this. But they weren't <laughs> married. They were just, you know, they're dating. But it was that bad. <laughs> so, but um think having that compromise and i think one thing too is i used to literally travel for a living i mean i have i have my quirks and things that i know work for me after being on the road for seven years um touring that you've adjusted to and i appreciate that i mean one of the things one of my quirks is um i am a hotel snob (laughs) i really am i you know like it or not, I am a hotel snob. Meaning when I was touring, um, doing concerts and stuff all over the world, the hotel was the only source of escape mm-hmm. for us. And it was only, it was really the only place we got to rest. And so it was very important that we had a hotel that I felt we could sleep in, that, you know, that... When I say hotel snob, I don't mean it like it had to be the Ritz or something. It just had to it had to be comfortable and it had to be um in many places I wanted a room where it was quiet, didn't want to be with the elevator or the ice machine or all that, because it was the only place that we got to rest and we were on the road. I mean I don't know, probably 40 weeks out of the year. So it's just um it was a place to, I needed to have a respite and that is where hotels were for me. And so one of the things, the quirks that you understood and I guess understand now is when I get into a room, I like to immediately unpack. Yep. I like to get everything out of my suitcases into drawers and get it done and unpacked. That comes from getting into a hotel and people just throw their bags in and then you know, maybe go down to eat when we were on tour. And then it was, 
you know, a tour director saying, hey, guys, our rehearsal got moved up. Go get your stuff and come back down. And then you're running upstairs to try and find where the where that costume, where that outfit. I mean, it was just that made it really uh, stressful for us because you never knew what the situation was um, and how, you know, how long it was going to get to the stadium or something like that. So for me, it's like if I can get everything out. Then when I, if I have to move quickly, I knew where everything was and could get access to it and ready to go. And that's just that was just a quirk of mine. And you were kind of confused by that at first. But it's because I hate packing. I yeah. hate packing in a like the unpacking's fine, but like having to pack again. So even still, like we because of where we are, we'll have to take like staycations where we're in, but it's too far to drive. Like the schedule, mm-hmm. like for an event, we might be there for a night or two at a hotel that's not far away, but because there's a 630 call and we're there till midnight, we just stay on site. But because of that, I'm like, well, this is only two days. There's not much in here. And I don't want to like pack it and have to put it back in my suitcase. But I also know that when we go to Disney for our celebration vacation, we're there for like weeks. And so unpacking, it really is like, it keeps it clean. It makes it feel a little bit more like home. Um, But because it's more important to Tony than it is to me, I let him choose what drawers he wants. I let him take the hangers first. Um, unless it were like at a formal event, I'll say I need the one hanger so I can hang my dress or something, you know. But I do, I um I don't know that it's a compromise so much more than knowing my partner and what his needs are and giving that to him. Because when you do that. It will make my trip better. <laughs> like it just makes it easier when he feels, you know, comfortable. And so it's, it is one of those things that at first I was like, I don't get this. But then the more we've traveled and the more I ask questions about like why and stuff like that, I understand. And it, it does like, it's just, it's kind of natural now. Mm-hmm. he picks the drawers and hangs um a couple weeks ago we had to we did one of those for an event we did we had to like a staycation um but i had to get to the hotel first and i took a couple hangers and i left the rest for him i didn't take any of the drawers and then i'll i'll try to keep my my area nice and clean as clean as i can mm-hmm. <laughs> so but i mean thank you for Dealing with my quirks. So, but it's oh, I've got my own. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Um, but I think, but those are two. I think just, I think um, one of the things, I don't know if this is a, necessarily a pet peeve or if something that we had to adjust is, I think adjusting habits to fit your schedule so that. I guess I'll just say it so that you can be on time, so we can be on time. Um, I think that's one of the big things that still we get to. It's like we we like we are the couple that will usually like to be on time. 
And sometimes we're not always on time, but, um, you know, especially if you're working with other people or traveling with other people, that time thing is very, um, can be crucial. And one of the things I would say is to communicate with your partner or with whoever you're traveling with very clearly, because there's a lot of times where people will say, Hey, we're going to eat at three or we'll eat. Well, I don't know if that they're that early, but okay, we're going to eat at six, but you know, it, here comes seven o'clock and people haven't left the hotel or something to that extent. So just, you know, making sure that that communication is clear so that we can stop some frustration, possible frustration on time and managing expectations. And so if somebody takes a little bit longer to get ready and we need to be there at two, then maybe tell them to be ready by one or one thirty and adjust as necessary. Um, cause no one wants to feel that stress of, oh, hey, God, don't have my hair done, don't have my makeup on, don't have my shoes on, don't have my suit on, whatever. Um, that's a big one for, I think we're still working that one out. Well, and I think it's important, um, cause I think the next one is just communicating. There's communication of a lot of things. There's communication about compromising. There's communication about just managing the stress and stuff like that, where, um, like in regards to what Tony said, if someone set a time, I, sometimes um, we've run into where frustration because I'm asking too many questions. Are you going to take a shower? When do you plan to do that? And then he's like, I'm trying to finish this so I can go do that later. And so his head's not there, but communicating, hey, I'm going to need to take a shower and I need to know when you're going to do that. That way I can't, I have time to get ready because I know you need to do like, and just I like sometimes I do it too much, but I like to preface why I'm asking the question because it gives a little bit more like it's not out of the blue, right? Um, That way we're on time for reservations and things like that. Or, hey, what time do you want to leave? Okay, if you want to leave by two, are we, you know, are you going to take a shower now? You know, those types of things. also managing like the hangriness of yeah and i think just to kind of back up because sarah if you've been listening she she likes to plan everything and and in many ways i've learned that you know let her plan it all um it's not let her plan it all but let her let her have the 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 comfort of knowing what's going on because that is what she needs when things don't go as planned, that is when I guess I can, I won't say take over, but I kind of take the lead to manage that, that anxiety. But she likes to know, she just, she feels comfortable when she knows what's going on. And so sometimes when in that, well, are you going first? Am I going first? It, it used to get on my nerves, but at the same time, I'm like, but I understand where I understand now where she's coming from and what she needs. So it's not, you know, it it doesn't bother me anymore at all. It's just I know that that's what she needs. And I think you said at the beginning, it's just giving her spouse what they need for them to feel comfortable, safe, and secure, and adjusting as needed. And I think um, addressing, you know, having that communication, addressing possible situations that before they turn into a fight or discomfort or frustration because everybody's seen those couples fighting in public about 
everybody's seen those couples fighting in the airport or fighting in a restaurant. It's just, nobody wants to be them. But we don't. No. <laughs> so, you know, just managing expectations and, you know, trying to provide what, giving your spouse what they need. If it's extra time, if it's, you know, a plan or whatever. Um, yeah, I think one of the things too is, I guess I'm just going to go back to communicate, but read the signs. If if someone's frustrated with something, don't mm-hmm. ignore it. Don't don't ignore it because all it's going to do is build, and then something else that you do really minimally can just set them off. And not, and that's and that's with everybody, not just us. But I mean, just read the signs. If if something's going on, have a conversation about it. Get it get it behind you so you guys can go and enjoy your trip. Um, that's one thing that you do well. And because I, when things go wrong, I tend to get anxious and I just need someone that I trust to kind of come in and go, well, what's going on and help me maybe not fix the problem for me, but help me figure out a solution. Um, and like go through that. And Tony's does that really well. He knows me very well. And I don't even really have to always say things. Um, but he can see that something's going on. Um, I can usually see when he's frustrated. Um, and I've learned the, I've learned and this is just knowing your partner, but learn the, is it the frustration where he does need to like, just the situation has already passed and he needs time to cool down. Or is this an ongoing situation and we need to talk about it and handle it. Um, so it's just really uh, communicating what each other really needs. So. Yeah, I think um I think this is a good one. Um, it's it's a double-edged sword. Um, the next one I'd say is to know each other's boundaries um, or even limitations. If Because I guess in my opinion, there's two sides of it. One, helping someone go outside their comfort zone and experiencing something new is great and it's rewarding and it's eye-opening. But if you're taking them outside of their comfort zone so much that they are not enjoying the experience, then that is, that's a no bueno. Mm -hmm. So I think um, if it's, I think making sure that you're experiencing new things but feeling comfortable and safe in the environment as best as possible. Like when mission space, Mm. I won't ride that ride Mm. and you don't force me to. Mm. And I go, if you want to ride it, you can go ride it, but you're riding it alone. Or if we're with people, sometimes you might, I think there's one time since I said, I'm never doing that again. Um, Because I just, I am not one who thought I got motion sickness, but after doing that ride and I won't even do the easy side anymore um but you know that about me now um but we went and we took a group of kids to uh orlando to perform and we went to uh universal and rode the velocicoaster that was scary like looking at it 
but you also know I love roller coasters. Oh. And so it was more of like, come on, we can do this um, type of a thing. And it was so a great ride. it was a great ride, but I don't know that I would have done that if you weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was just, ooh, it's big. Um, but the, I mean, those are small, like, examples but it's also things like bungee jumping and skydiving and uh white water like um you know we're not we like the water but we're not beach people so tony's not gonna push me to go like sit at the beach um but we might want to go white water rafting Mm -hmm. because we're like the water and we like to be more active but you know it's Again, it just goes back, you've got to learn and it takes time. So if you are in a newer relationship or traveling with new friends or whatever, you have to learn. Um, And we've been traveling with each other for 16 years. So, um, you know, we have some experience. Um, Did you want to add to that? Um, I think I I was just thinking um, we have... I call travel buddies. So we're really good friends from Boston. And we and I traveled with them and their family as a single person for sure. And then we've traveled with them um, as couples. And one of the things is I think I was gonna kind of put out there is when we travel with them, not everything goes perfect and not all the couple, we're not all just perfectly, you know, happy all the time. There's some, let's say I wouldn't say bickering, but there's some disagreement. And I think being in a safe space to talk it out and, you know, come up with a solution and move forward without judging. I mean, you and I have had, you know, some discussions. They've had some discussions going on a trip. And it's like, just let them, let, let, let the realism just happen and try not to be, I don't know, try to say fake. Um, like, you know, Get into the get into the nitty gritty so you can have a better trip and no regrets as opposed to people who ignore it yes. and then don't address the situation. I would say go back to those rules of fighting. The you rules know, of engagement. Yeah. That you're, we talked about a few weeks ago. Go back to that. Use those, but you're gonna you don't have time. Like you can't um, wait forever. But like one of our rules was we don't really fight in public. So if we get heated. We're going to take a pause and we, like when we, I'm just, we go to the parks a lot, the Disney parks, that's um, something we do. And so usually if there's a frustration there, we wait until we have a private moment to talk through it. We don't just sit in the middle of main street and yell at each other, but we have seen that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So we've seen it. Some craziness. You think. I don't know, but that, that's that's just our opinion. Though. Yeah, I mean, there's people who do that and they don't care, and that's fine. That's just this is please, this is just we're not. I guess we're trying not to judge, but um, it's just we just don't feel that's a positive. We don't feel that's res- we. Our opinion of that is that it's not respectful to to be cutting down your spouse or your partner in public. And being rude in public, it's just we just find it disrespectful. Yeah. Um, some people but, don't, some people don't care, but that's right. that's that's our that's our point of view. But be willing to, like Tony said, talk through the disagreement. That way, you can get on and have a great trip. Yeah, and I think don't hold a grudge. 
Um, let it go. Please don't start saying, yeah, okay. Um, but truly let it go. Um, because all it's going to do is get you, it's going to ruin, it's going to, you holding on to that grudge or holding on to that um, situation, it does no one any good for you to hold on to it days after. I mean, talk about it, get the other side's opinion, understand it, and literally let it go. Because all it's going to do is muster, 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 and it's going to, it can ruin your trip. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people don't have tons of money to be doing all this all the time. So, you know, it's, it's, you can spend all this money just to come back miserable and frustrated. Not worth it. Yeah. My, my mom would say, like, I was the kid who just stayed mad to prove a point. Mm. Don't do that. Mm. Like, it, there are so many things as a kid I think I would have enjoyed way more if I would have just let it go, like Tony said, and enjoyed, um, and, enjoy the moment and you're human yeah and you're human but you guys you you love each other or if you're traveling with friends you like each other you know maybe you do love them too but it's when you hold on to it it's just so hard mm. makes it worse in my opinion yeah. um Next one I'm seeing is know your triggers or also know your person. Um, Sarah mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, when she gets hangry, it is not a pretty situation at all. And so food is required. So it is required. And so I think in many ways, preempting that is kind of a way to facilitate that. It's like, don't wait till it happens. You know, make sure, hey, if you've gone four or five hours and no one's eaten and you want to do something else, you know, you're not going to, it's going to be a frustrating time if you don't stop it and get back. That's not, that's just our situation. I mean, but there's different triggers. Um, I have some, I have some of those too. If I'm tired and, you know, we've been going for 10 hours, it's like sometimes we're going to have to miss that opportunity or miss that activity because when I get tired and frustrated, it, my, my patience is gone. Yeah. And same thing with you and the hangry. So I think it's just managing knowing each other's triggers and helping facilitate through those. Right. Um, well, and the hard part is you have to actually go through it to learn it. <laughs> um, I think one of the things uh, is for me, I, you know, I don't mind being in crowds of people, but there are certain moments of crowds of people when you're having to walk through and navigate it is, it is triggering for me. And I kind of revert in and Tony knows that trigger and he can, will just, there needs to be no verbal confirmation, like communication. He will take me by the hand, he'll wrap his arm around me, he'll do something. And he just kind of, 
again, he takes the lead because it's one of those anxious moments, but he lets me know he's guiding me through that. Um, and I, he doesn't need me, you know, or force me to have to communicate or talk or anything in those moments, but he knows that is a huge trigger of like, it's overwhelming for me and it causes me to just want to shut down. Um, and so to help me get through that. So I don't, he kind of just sees it and recognizes it. I know we kind of keep going back. It's like about knowing your partner, but it really is, um, so helpful in those moments. Next one mm-hmm. is make time for romance. If you're traveling with your um, significant other, then, you know, I like to set a lot of time when we make our trips for like, there's nothing really planned. That way we can be a little spontaneous. Yes. If um, it's just sitting on the balcony, having a drink or you know taking a walk you know in a new area or something like that sometimes leave some space for just i guess i call it the couplehood just have some space leave some space in your itinerary for just being in the moment because a lot of times um a lot of times people fill their itinerary with all these activities and all of the stuff because they're trying to get the most out of the finances they're putting into it um, and forget the whole reason why you're going on the trip is to yeah. connect, is to connect and help us more. One way I like to kind of do that is if we do have like a dinner reservation, I try not to, you know, sometimes there's, you know, dinner and the show and stuff like that, but I try not to pack too much before or after that way if what some of i think we've talked about it before some of our best moments have just been walks mm-hmm. you know we just take walks and wherever we're at what you know been on the beach in panama we've been in new york we've been you know just around our neighborhood and so leaving space for things yeah. like that so don't pack in you know if you want to have the dinner reservation do that but remember like let's be spontaneous and what might happen after that um it's how we like to do it mm-hmm. we're some people like the hotel spas and you know that type of stuff we don't typically do that type of thing um but but if you if you're that if you're that couple that does then yeah. more power to you but yeah. still take that time to just be able to connect, yeah. just to connect and um, and basically build that relationship and build that love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last two, I think the big one, I think this is a big one, is managing expectations. Mm. What does it look like? What are we going to do? What, what do you like to do? What It's just, I think... Um, I've said this earlier many podcasts ago, but it's a but it's a it's a constant theme in my life. Um, the only reason people are stressed out or frustrated is when their expectations aren't met, when the reality doesn't meet up to their expectations. 
and really at the core of frustration and the core of anger and the core of a lot of things is just your expectation, your reality did not meet up to your expectations. And that is, that is in my life, that's the number one reason for frustration. So if you can manage your expectations for yourself and as a couple to know, we were just talking to my lovely daughter who's about to get married and working on the plans for the marriage. And we were telling her, you know, manage those expectations for your wedding. It, you know, it's going to be amazing. You're going to have a good time. You're going to be around loved ones, but not everything's going to go perfect. Right. And just know that ahead of time is just helping set the mindset for that experience. This is, this can go back to so many of the other tips that we've talked about, like the compromise. It's easier to compromise when you've set expectations ahead of time. You've learned what the non-negotiables for certain people are. What do you want to do? You know, when, when I'm planning our trips, I make sure I set time with Tony and go, okay, what do you want to do this trip? And sometimes he's thought about it. Sometimes he hasn't. Um, and you know, I'll be like, do you want to do, if it's a place we've been before, do you want to do that? Usually if it's not a place we've never been, it's, he already is aware. Like I want to, we're going to Boston. So I want to go to Fenway park, you know, like there's things like that. So, um, but knowing what those non-negotiables for your partner is, um, helps you understand when it is time to compromise because, um, well, I love baseball, so going to Fenway Park is not hard for me. But there's certain things that I like to do that I don't think Tony would ever do if I wasn't around and vice versa. But being able to have that expectation up front allows the compromise to happen easier. Yeah, I think that I could said it exactly right. And the last one, hugs go a long way. Yeah, as my wife is physical touch, um, there any only with you, only with me, <laughs> only with me. I appreciate that. Um, but and our nieces and nephews, but mm-hmm. just knowing that that a hug, a handhold, especially I mean, because it's kind of interesting, and I had to learn this too. We like to go. A lot of the activities that we like to participate in often happen in really in areas that have really large crowds mm-hmm. my wife does not enjoy large crowds mm-hmm. um like you said Fenway Park we had a good time in Fenway Park once we were seated in our seats and we knew where we were and the game started but walking through the gates and just being in tons and tons of people not our favorite thing but I think for her it's like dealing with this now i'm going to have a good time later because i'm going to enjoy the game and we're going to have this amazing time at this amazing park game you know at this big ballpark but i'm you know she's willing to sacrifice her comfort to walk through those crowds and all that and so with me like she said before it's like if it's putting up my arm around shoulder holding her hand making sure we're navigating um i think for me just making sure we know where we're going so i'm not so i'm not basically wandering back and forth and giving her exposing her to this these huge crowds for longer than needs to be um you know maybe it's doing some due diligence but you know for me with her 
um, when she's not feeling comfortable, just making sure that I know how to make her feel comfortable and making the choice to do it. Um, I've seen couples um, just not do that for each other. And I, it's just, you know, I, I go, this is the person you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with. Why wouldn't you want to take that extra effort? And it's the small things. It's the small things. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, having someone know that you're there for them unconditionally is regardless of what the situation is. If you're going to Paris, if you're going to the Middle East, if you're going to Europe, if you're going, you know, if you're going down the street to a theme park, um, you know, knowing that you guys have got this is, is important and that you guys are creating memories. I mean, that's pretty much what we're doing is creating memories to look back on. Yeah. And one of the biggest ones of him taking care of that for me is huge memory and honestly a core memory of, um, feeling so overwhelmed but yet safe at the same time and I'll never forget it is we I don't know I think we were with friends who thought it was a good idea and we just I didn't think it through we went to Epcot on the very first uh, opening day of the uh arts festival the what mm-hmm. was art festival of the arts festival of the arts at Epcot Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't think it through, but walking through World Showcase, it just felt like the crowds got tighter and tighter. I personally had never seen it that crowd. Yeah. But then we hadn't been to a festival, of course, either. Yeah. But it was, yeah. It was, but the art was so cool and I wanted to enjoy that, but it was also getting colder. And it was like, I just, and it, it was at the very end of our trip. So it was also like, kind of like okay doing this but it's so, but I remember walking um around world showcase and you had my hand and it was like we were we started on the Canada side and went around and um we because we ended in Mexico with the margarita <laughs> but <Much needed. laughs> I remember getting around the Germany pavilion and I just I could tell you could see I was so overwhelmed and you just kind of held me a little tighter and you held my hand and whether we looked at art or not, you didn't let go. You didn't let me out of your sight. And it was one of those times, maybe it's not a hug, but it's one of those, it, it was an intimate moment that him knowing me and holding me and making me feel safe it allowed, you know, it did go a long way. Um, and I will, uh, something I don't think I'll ever forget, um, because it was so overwhelming, but yet safe. So, um, hello, uh, you need to turn off your notifications. Yeah. I'm sure that one week. Um, anyway, I really think managing expectations, knowing each other's quirks and triggers, um, communicating throughout, before, during, and even after, Mm -hmm. um, 
And when you get in a safe place, if something happened on the trip that you're like, you know, that really bugged me, being able to like have those communications after are really um, helpful, Um, but also just experience. So like, if y'all don't have a lot of experience traveling together, be patient, take that first, first one, first tip of advice, just be patient and know that with as time goes, it will be better. Yeah. And nothing is going to be perfect. Manages expectations. I think that was the, that was the thing that I had to learn. Just manage those expectations because um, if they're not managed, you're going to spend a lot of time frustrated and a lot of time upset and not really creating memories, but managing frustrations. And that's not what trips are about. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I was talking to someone the other day. Oh, I was talking to someone at the, calling it a reunion, but the 90th birthday party. I was basically a reunion. Yeah. Um, And um, they asked me what we do. And I said, at the core of it, we help people make memories at the core of it. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, name a event in your life that was very special outside of being with your family. Or name a time, I said, name a time in your life that you remember so vividly, um, life-changing, that wasn't with your family. And most of the time, people will associate that with some type of event. If it's a concert, if it's a school, if it's a school play, if it's if it's a school dance. And those events are what we pretty much that's what we that's what we that's what we manage and and make happen. And well, the person I was talking to said, oh yeah, it was a concert. And I said, well see someone put that concert together. Someone managed the managed the uh Someone managed the. I mean, someone did. Someone did manage the electricity, (laughs) but you know, someone put that tour together. Someone put, you know, made sure the medical staff was there. Someone made, you know, someone had stewards, and someone had, you know, someone made sure there was, um, there was soft drinks and all that stuff there. Someone managed that event so that you would have that core memory of, oh my gosh, I remember my first concert, or I remember my best concert. And at the end of the day, that's what. We're hoping this does for you. It provides you those core memories of you and your couple and you as a couple and you with your partner. And, you know, so that you can create more and more and more. So by at the end of, you know, at the end, when it's time to go back home, you know, when you're not here anymore, um, that you have all these amazing memories to look back on. And not, and not skills of managing your frustrations. <laughs> so, so that's kind of the goal. I mean, yeah, maybe that, you have that too. Yeah, you have a little bit of both, but hopefully you have more time remembering those good times. Yeah, I this kind of was fun. I was editing one of our podcasts where he said we like to have fun too, and I know that this is a lot very serious. You know, manage expectations, communicate, da 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 da, but because we have these steps in place we have so much fun. Mm -hmm. It allows someone who I am a bit more anxious personality. I like a little, no, I like a lot of control, but 
because we have these steps in place and we have the trust in each other when we travel and we know when Tony walks on the plane, he's going to lead because I want him to find the two seats together or figure out that plan because I don't do well on the spot. You know, we have those, he knows that cork about me. And so he doesn't take offense because he is, he is also a gentleman who doesn't like the girl to walk behind him. Right. But he knows in that instance, he's going to go first because it makes me feel safe. So in doing all of these, I'm allowed to relax or he is allowed to relax and check into the nice hotel and unpack. And we can have so much fun Mm -hmm. because we do this. Um, and there's things we probably do that we don't even realize we do for each other, but, um, it's, it's been amazing. And we were just talking on, cause we did have a little bit of a road trip and, you know, what do we want to do? And I was like, you know, I want to, I've got so much traveling I want to do with him, um, because it's so much fun for us. We know how to do it well. Um, we have so many places we want to see and hopefully, um, you guys can take these and apply them to your travel as well and have so much fun. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for listening. Um, and if you want to see, we've posted, um, last week we posted, when you're listening to this, it will have been last week. We posted, grandma asked us to do a little dance for her. So if you go to our social media, it's, um, it's on there. And um, you can see what grandma asked. When your 90-year-old grandma asks you to dance, you can't say for no. Her birthday. For her birthday, you can't say Damn. no. So, um, so check it out. That's at Tony and Sarah Official. Um, Tony is Tony Smith producer, and I'm Sarah Nave Smith. And... Please rate, subscribe, review, follow, all of the things. We really appreciate your support. Absolutely. Have a good one and go make some new memories. Safe travels. Bye.